Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It's Josh. It's Ben. It is Monday night. You're going to be listening to this on a Tuesday. I am basically on pins and needles hoping Brees Hall can come through for me. And then I could Against beat Ben. Me. If Brees Hall has 25 points, there will be a new host of this show next week. Why is that, Ben? Oh, I, I will be uh, in heaven. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> you didn't say it in the most direct way possible. You were just like, in a roundabout <laughs> way, I will be no longer with us. I will be, I, I will be permanently be... unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a message. I will not be getting back with you. Oh, it's so funny because today in a, in a work meeting, they... So we have a, a very large bank that is one of the clients of the agency where I work. And, you know, very large company. And so there are times when things fall through the cracks. Namely, in this situation, there was a certain individual that had passed away. And um, apparently certain people did not realize this because they were trying to write an article featuring him. How big is your company? <laughs> This is a very large bank, very large bank. And they were trying to write an article featuring this person that had died. <laughs> and they were asking, you know, how can we get in touch with him? And one of my coworkers had to break you the news an to them. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I think the phrase they used was, he is permanently unavailable. <laughs> You're going to have to find some sort of necromancer or, or something like that. You're going you're gonna to have to get creative on this one, guys. Yes. If Brees Hall goes for, I think, 25 and a half points tonight, Ben will be no longer with us. If it happens during the recording of this show, that would just be poetic. Likely it won't happen, and I will be the we one would, sad. But, there know, there would goes. be a... You'd have to send a lot of apology letters to anyone, if anybody watches this live on YouTube. Ooh, it would get taken down real quick. <laughs> Oh, man. What a week. Um, it would complete my cycle, too. Like, <clears throat> I lost in, in in amazing fashion in the one league I'm rebuilding in, which is great, obviously. I'm trying to lose. I want the number one overall pick in that league. Yeah. I've already won in one of our main dynasty leagues. I've won in my other dynasty league. I've won all but one of my redraft leagues. So, I, I, I'm dangerously close to, like... Almost winning out this week if I beat you. I'm dangerously close to losing out this week. Ooh. So it was not a good week. Normally I've got, you know, I've got the granddaddy of them all, which the team has been 8-0 so far. But, you know, no CMC. You're, you're due for one. I was due for one. And honestly, it wasn't a massive poop-the-bed sort of thing. I, it could still end up being okay, but it's just it hasn't been super great. In the other dynasty leagues, beds were soiled, and the performances were terrible. Team, so it's, it's, it's looking it some like pillow fights out there. There were some pillow fights. Team was uh, getting getting boo boos and 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 nicked yeah. up. Yeah, put some band aids on it. The only one I'm going to win is the work league, and it's because the guy I'm playing drafted the New York Jets. Ah, well, like what if Brees of Hall goes off? It it, it won't matter. <laughs> it, You're down by that has, much. <laughs> Can he, he score a hundred? 
He has currently scored uh, 13 points. Well, it's because the Jets are playing right now. But uh, he's projected 73. Oof. And I've got 145. So that one's over. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for the guy who drafted New York Jets because... Always got to have a good homer in your league. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really ever had anybody in a league, and this one is just for funsies, but like I've never had anybody in a league really go all in on the homer stuff. Usually they're like, oh, I want this guy or I want that guy, and they overpay for him. He just, from the jump, all jets. Going all in. He was drafting he probably like did that when Aaron Rodgers was still alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was their guy. And he was very excited. And, the you know, he got Brees Hall, he got Garrett Wilson, and it was like, they're going to be solid. If only he would have done that with the Miami Dolphins, he would actually have a couple wins. There's lots of news to talk through on this episode. Good lots of injuries. Today. Some good things. Some good things. Yeah. We can start things out with Kyle Pitts had 50-plus yards this week. Kyle Pitts has put together... Not a good week per se, but not a bad. But not week. a bad week. Yeah, he's he would not be a weenie. You this week. you will take eight points from Kyle Pitts. I, I can is, live with that. There is, however, two sides to every coin, and if you flip this coin over and brush it off and look at it, you will see Jonu Smith with five catches for a hundred yards at a touchdown. <laughs> There's a there's a third side of this coin that that the Bijan owners would like to talk about. That, and, yes. Oh <laughs> boy. There's not the excuse that he was sick this week either. They they got on the goal line and and do you understand the sequencing of they let Jonu Smith, the backup tight end, throw the ball. This is first and goal from the one. From the one. You yeah. let Jonu Smith throw the ball to the other backup tight end, the third string tight end. Kyle Pitts is blocking on this play. Mm-hmm. Then you give it to Tyler Algier twice and kick a field goal. Oh, and there was the one where they handed the ball off on a jet sweep to Jonu Smith. Don't forget yeah. that one either. Yeah. Just good stuff. I, good, I saw this stuff. on Twitter, and, and both scenarios are bad. You have You have one of two things going on. And, and both are not good. You either have Arthur Smith deliberately making horrible coaching decisions and not using your high first-round draft picks and not using Bijan at all. Or two, Bijan is not the best back in your running back room, which means you just wasted that pick. That's incorrect. Both of these are bad situations. They're both bad. Bijan is definitely not the worst back. If you go no, look, No, he's at, not. I know that. At, Everybody in the world knows that except for Arthur Smith. Yeah, I mean, I need to pull it up here because I I definitely saw a a stat breakdown of the two running backs because other people have also had these questions. Here we go. Yards after contact per attempt, Bijan Robinson is third in the NFL with 3.25. Tyler Algier is 13th. Missed tackles force per attempt, Bijan is second. Algier is 17th. Yards per carry, Bijan at 5.1 is second. And Algier is 23rd at 3.2. I want to say, I don't think Tyler Algier is a bad running back. I think he's actually a really good running back. But he's not close 
to Bijan. Bijan, if he we beat this, it is a dead horse. This horse is so dead. But, but it keeps Bijan, happening. I know, but if he were given an elite running back workload, if you were to give him Saquon Barkley's workload in this Atlanta Falcons That's offense. That's what we thought was going to happen preseason. Woo! Anyways. He would be the best running back in football. He would. Absolutely. It would be Christian McCaffrey and B. John Robinson. But we can't have nice things because because of Arthur Smith. In good news, we've got midseason awards. No no weenies this week. No weenies. We're just just talking good stuff. Just happy roses. Just tiptoeing through the tulips. It's going to be great. Before we get into the awards, though, we must talk news, and there's quite a bit of it. Uh, let me know if Brees Hall wins the week for me at any point during this episode, by the way, because I this needs to be known. But you'll see my screen just go black. <laughs> yep, we're mo- we're watching Monday Night Football. At least I am. I've got it going on over here. Okay, good. Just let me know if it happens. If he has an 80-yard run, we'll, we'll just pause. First things first, in the news, some injuries to talk about. This one really, really just, it's so sad. Kem Akers tore his left Achilles on Sunday. His right Achilles was what he tore in 2021. Now it's the left. All right, now I think we can put Cam Akers to bed. <laughs> I think it's officially over this time. Should we deliver a eulogy at the funeral that is now Cam Akers' career? Yeah. We're, we will add an additional midseason award, and it's called Funerals, R.I.P. It is the, Cam Akers the award for the stars that burnt too bright. It's tough for Cam Akers, man. He, he never got a shot. He really didn't. I wanted him to be good so bad. I will freely admit that I was one of the guys that just wanted Cam Akers to be that guy. And it looked like it was going to happen. The stars had aligned. Everything seemed like it was going to work out for him. And then the first Achilles. And then he works back in record time. And they added zero competition. It was... Okay, it was wheels up on Cam Akers. This Rams backfield, once again, seems like it's primed for a a solid fantasy RB1. It just turns out that it wasn't Cam Akers. It was Kyron Williams from the jump. He's traded, gets change of scenery, and then once again, disaster strikes. You can't come back from two Achilles injuries. Much, I mean, one, one is the boogeyman. Two is you're just done. Over with. Like, should I drop in him it. in my Dynasty League? Honestly, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a backup in Minnesota, and he just had his second Achilles injury. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see him coming back anywhere. That's brutal. I mean, I think, I mean, he's got a chance to be on teams, but he will, he will never touch a starting role again. No, I can't even really see a Deonta Foreman path for him. Where not, um, not with two, not with two Achilles injuries. Brutal. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Jones tore his uh, 
allegedly <clears throat> tore his ACL on Sunday in a non-contact. I thought they confirmed it today. Is that confirmed? I'm I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they confirmed it today. Uh, yeah, he had confirmed MRI confirmed he tore his ACL. Rip. Is that now like the worst contract in sports? Oh my gosh. I want to say, and this is not trying to be insensitive uh, any means to Daniel Jones. It sucks for him. I I mean, I don't want to be 100% bad on Daniel Jones because he has not had anything to work with. Like, this is a bad situation in New York. But this offseason, I traded Daniel Jones and the 25 first for Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler hasn't played good. it down yet, and that trade has aged beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, and it, it wasn't like just the injury made this to where it is what it is. Like, he wasn't good prior to the injury. He was, he had regressed badly. I mean, it was, I think it was something like three touchdowns and was it five picks or like seven picks or something? I need to check this. But it was not know. good. Just, just, just pour one out for, for all our New York Giants fans. He is two touchdowns and six picks so far this season. Oi. Mm. Oi. That's not going to get it done, much less... I mean, I know he's going to miss time with the injury, but still. It wasn't good before the injury, and now the injury just sort of makes it to where... I, I don't know. It's bad news bears for the Giants. Still on... Still on a four-year deal. I don't know. We'll, if they don't add any help in the offseason, it's it's kind of just over for Daniel Jones. I think they're going to reboot on this whole team. I think they're going to let Saquon walk. I think they're going to try and figure <clears throat> out a way to get out of this Daniel Jones contract. I think they're just going to build you the offense. You think Caleb Williams is a giant line. next year? What Are they... Are they in a spot where they could get the number one pick? I don't think they're far out of it. I mean, they might be able to get a Drake May out of it, and that's that's yeah. no poor man's second. I am I am out on Drake May if that happens. <laughs> Let's just start with that. Well, I mean, they are Brian they are Dable, two and seven. Two and seven. Okay. Patriots are two and seven. Chicago's two and seven. Arizona's one and eight. So they more or less probably have the one hundred three. Right now, unless okay. Carolina Let's play this out. or Arizona win some games, let's play this one out. Carolina might not do a whole lot of winning the rest of the year. I can see Arizona having a little bit of a surge as as Kyler Murray returns, which is another bit here. He's going to play Week Ten. Yeah. Also, I, also people will like you know Arizona gets you know Caleb Williams and the one and Marvin Harrison because they've got their pick and the Texans pick. Texans are really good, so that will not be as high as we thought. But I, I, I really didn't see a world where they got out of Kyler's contract. They owe him a lot of money, and if they trade him, they, 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 they take such a dead cap hit. Kyler's not leaving Arizona. Yeah. So they were not going to get a quarterback no matter what. But continue. Yeah, and it's you're looking at Chicago, and frankly, I mean, they're they're two and seven. But the Giants at two and seven, I think, are significantly worse than Chicago. Chicago just However, added Montez Sweat as well. Chicago does have the Panthers pick. Exactly. And I think they're gonna trade that pick 
Well, I don't know. Do you think if, if they get the number one pick, would they take Caleb Williams? I think they get rid of Fields and they take Williams. Okay. Man, that would be fascinating. I don't know that the Panthers are going to figure things out this year. I think they're just going to be a whole big ball of suck. No. They they have no offensive line and no weapons. They're going to get Bryce Young killed back there. Yeah, that poor dude. Poor dude. He has looked pretty good in spurts. Pretty bad this past weekend, but pretty good in spurts. So, you know, feel bad <coughs> for him. Jets might not – or the Giants might not get uh, Caleb Williams, but they could definitely get themselves a really solid quarterback regardless. Yeah, I, I I would not be surprised to see Drake May, um, to Drake see Drake May as a as a giant. Yeah, David Montgomery is on track to return in week Monty. ten, according to no! Dan Campbell. No, how, uh, how excited are you about a David Montgomery return? Zero. <laughs> I have finally gotten everything I wanted from Jameer Gibbs. Stay away, David. He is going to steal Jameer Gibbs' lunch money once again, and everybody's going to be in shambles. You want to see me Brees Hall this thing? (laughs) I will be Uh, shattered emotionally if this happens. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to have his... His I, role of three I would like again, to say, but, and maybe this is the hopeful, stupid side of me, but I I think Jameer Gibbs has earned enough leeway with the coaching staff. He will at least have a more valuable role. I think the stupid side of me, because I have David Montgomery in a couple places, hopes that Montgomery steps into his old role. But you're right. Gibbs has performed really, really well the past couple weeks. He's so explosive. And you he spent, is. I remind you, the 12th overall pick on him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. The Vikings are not confirming, nor are they denying, that Justin Jefferson will play next Sunday. They're they're being very wishy-washy. They're like, I've seen like multiple reports like they're uncertain if Jefferson will practice this week. I don't know. I'm I mean, I'm extremely hopeful that he does. I remember when he got hurt, we were saying this is probably worst case scenario because they went on the road against the 49ers and then they had three away games against Chicago, Green Bay, and the Falcons. We're like, what if they go only win one of those games? What if they only win two of those games? And then they're sitting at three and six, two and seven. They went four and oh through that stretch yeah and Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles yep and they still went 4-0 yeah that's why I would be okay as a Justin Jefferson manager I don't think there's going to be any sort of gamesmanship with the rest of the season they have played themselves back into playoff contention and so any chance that they have to get Justin Jefferson back sooner rather than later they're going to take it so there, there's not going to be a, oh, I don't know, we're going to, you know, mess around. No. If Jefferson can play, he will play. If he can't, he won't. But there's not going to be any kind of holding him out because the season's done. The Cooper Cup of last year, the Christian McCaffrey a couple years ago, that's not going to happen. If he can play, he'll play. They have the same record as the Bills. 
Terrifying that'll, Four. That'll put things in perspective. <laughs> that's wild. Oh, it's crazy. That's wild. Uh, Taylor Heineke will remain the Falcons' starting quarterback at least for one week. Oh, good. Hey, he's uh, better than Ritter. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Really I did. Pay I did tell you that he would be better for Kyle Pitts than Ritter was. I was now the Kyle the Pitts would be amazing, but he's better. I I guess was he actually good? I don't know. They lost the game against the Vikings. I I didn't really pay attention. He wasn't. I mean, about what you expected. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Dallas Goddard fractured his forearm and probably will go on IR, which is will, bad news. Will he go on IR? I haven't seen that. He has I, I saw where they were like IR. talking about it, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, he's a candidate. I don't know if that means he will or if he won't. Anyone's a candidate. <laughs> Anyone is a candidate, you're right. But I, it sounds like he could very well go on IR. Great for know, Devonta like, Smith. It is great for Devonta Smith. That is that is the thing we need to take out of this because uh, Goddard missed, I think it was six games last year, and over that six-game stretch, Devonta Smith was a top eight wide receiver. So this would be great news for both receivers, frankly, because it just means wheels up for both of them. It was already wheels up for A.J. Brown, but yeah, as someone who just bought back into some, some Devonta Smith shares... Please let him let him start popping <laughs> off. You're gonna get all excited over the next couple weeks when he starts scoring again. I mean, he had a and pretty then, good week this past. And week. then Goddard comes back in the playoffs and just and just <laughs> tanks it. It's gonna happen. I we, see we it. Know this. Uh, Kyler's gonna start in Week Ten for the Cardinals. Finally, they're they. <laughs> just Are you all right? <laughs> no, Brees scored. That's why. Uh. No, Brees didn't actually score. I'd be in tears. Frick. Um, praise be, though, to Kyler coming back because they saw one week of Clayton Toon and said, absolutely not, never again. That's why they put him out there. They're like, we're playing Cleveland. They got like one of the best defenses in the league. Clayton, we now sentence you to death. I told you they weren't going <laughs> to let Kyler Murray come back in you, week one. You die. are not going out there against Miles Garrett. I am sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Uh, Josh Palmer went on IR prior to tonight's game. But Jalen Guyton came off. J- yeah, Jalen Guyton came off. Obviously, if you're listening to this, Monday night has already happened. I wonder what this will mean for Quentin Johnston. Um, Let's find out. Yeah, we. I, I'm not sure. All right, shall we talk some midseason awards? Sure, why not? Let's do it. We're going to start things off with the best award that you can get, the Fantasy MVP. We have three nominees. We have Christian McCaffrey, RB1 on the season, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one on the season, and Josh Allen, the overall scorer number one, even though his team is five and four. Any th- I mean... All three of these guys have been absolutely incredible this year. They, If you're winning your matchups, it's probably because you've got one of these three on your teams, if not multiple of these three. That would feel pretty good. That would feel nice. I don't think I've got any teams that have more than one. Nope, yeah, me either. <laughs> but I do, all my good teams, except 
one of them has. We've got one, one of them. We got one of them. <clears throat> the winner is the fantasy MVP. This is midseason. This is midseason, but it comes as a surprise and shock to absolutely nobody. Christian McCaffrey is the fantasy MVP this year. Come he, on. <laughs> he scored a touchdown in like 18 consecutive games or something. Something is that where stupid. We're at? Um, it's not quite 2019 form, but it's close. Close enough that you're you're fine with the difference. He's he's been so good, dude. It's it's crazy because like when you look at um like from a dynasty perspective, obviously we in redraft he's he's crushing it and it's fantastic. But like in a dynasty perspective, the running back landscape has been so odd with the injuries and guys just kind of like falling by the wayside that having a guy that scores like this is so valuable where you have to have the conversation of like, I know he's 26, almost 27 years old, but like, would you rather have him than dang near anybody outside of like, like Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey? That's a conversation. Um, I think you would take Brees Hall, Bijan. Bijan, maybe. I don't know. I think McCaffrey might be too. He might be. I feel like it's. I feel Breeze like Bijan in there. The talent of Bijan is too good to ignore. I think I've got him at one. But McCaffrey, like he, he's got this year, and I think he's still under contract with the 49ers for like two more years, which means they probably have an out after next year. So that yeah, there be there could be another year of this from McCaffrey. Yeah. At least, if not more. And knowing the 49ers, they'll probably just lock him up and have him there until he's like 30. Just kill him. <laughs> run run <laughs> him just, into the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah, he's been fantastic. I don't know what and to say. I, I, yeah, there's not a ton to say here. <clears throat> the surprise of the year, though, this is where it gets really interesting. We spent because, a long time just talking about this one. Yeah, we've got a lot of nominees. I think... If we were a more organized show, we would have narrowed this down. But also, narrowing the list down would do a disservice to yeah, y'all. All try the to surprises. narrow this list down. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's there's guys that have come out of the woodwork this year, and if you've got them, you have experienced just fantasy amazingness. The nominees are Pukunakua, who's you know that goes without saying. He's been phenomenal. Josh Dobbs. Who's currently the quarterback 10. <laughs> Who saw that coming? What in the world? Uh, okay. Devon Achan, who has played three games and is currently a top 24 running back. <laughs> He's played three games. We played nine weeks of fantasy <laughs> football. He's the top 24 running back having played three games. That's unbelievable. All right. We just... Pause with that because that is unbelievable. Adam Thielen, uh, wide receiver eight. Uh, oh, wow, <laughs> that <laughs> offense has looked so bad, and Thielen has looked so good. It's I, been amazing. I saw a tweet that it had me like this. Shouldn't be as funny as it was, but it said Adam Thielen is like the white Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's good. 
Um, DeAndre Swift. My boy! He's alive! He's alive! He's the running back five! That's five, bonkers. I tell you! Five! Where do you have Swift and Dynasty right now? Running back two. No, you don't. Running back three, okay. No, you don't. Bijan, CMC, Swift. No, you don't. Look me in the eyes and, and tell if I'm, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm looking in your eyeballs. <laughs> Look me in the eye and tell me I'm lying. You would have him number three. Um, it's my boy. Oh, my gosh. Raheem Mostert. They're running back two. <laughs> Who would have thought that Raheem Mostert would be the RB2? I am I'm just as floored that DeAndre Swift is five. That Raheem Mostert is two. That's crazy. This will change when Devon Achan comes back off of IR. But we just need to take a moment to recognize that Raheem Mostert, as a 31-year-old oft-injured running back, is the RB2. Good on him. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him as well. David Montgomery. I wish it was a surprise, except that we saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, some people were really surprised by that. I think I think the surprise in this situation, we both saw it coming. I think we had on our preseason thing, like we said, who is this year's Josh Jacobs? And Jamal we said Williams. David Montgomery. Or yeah, yeah, this year's Jamal Williams. And we said David Montgomery. Yeah. So we're not surprised that he's good. I think the surprise was more of how little they use Gibbs up until this point. Yes. And uh, if we had a negative surprise, Gibbs would be on there. Oh, wait, we do. The disappointment of the year. But, uh, yeah, Dave Montgomery has been very fantastic. I don't know if it's a matter of how much the Lions um, staff likes Dave Montgomery, how much of it is just that, like, he's perfect for them. Because, like, he's not necessarily been outstanding um what am i what am i looking for here he's not been so good under the eye test that you're like oh my gosh he has got to be on the field every single play it's just that he does exactly what they want him to do he he's great if you're looking at the the eye test offense there's no comparison between him and gibbs like gibbs is explosive he's faster he's he's got vision but it's, it's exactly like you said monty just i want four yards go get it and he gets it. He doesn't get tackled for loss. He keeps the offense rolling, keeps them on the right side of the chains. They're always in rhythm with, with Montgomery. It's very interesting. It's such a weird dynamic because Gibbs is so explosive and has looked so good in spurts, but Montgomery just just keeps things rolling, keeps it moving. Yep. Uh, the final nominee here for the surprise of the year is Zach Moss who just won't let Jonathan Taylor have the Colts' backfield. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, it was a surprise how good he was at the beginning of the year when Taylor was on IR. And then he didn't go away once Taylor came back. Yeah. Even Sunday, I mean, I know Taylor ended up with the, the better fantasy stat line, but, like, Moss is still involved. And I think that's a, a big testament to what he's done this year as well. It's not just that he was really good in a stretch without Taylor. It's that when Taylor has come back, Moss has basically just not allowed himself to be deleted from the game plan. 
I, th- I think we just got to accept he's a good player. I guess. I think he's I'm on a the good running somewhere back. as saying that he's not good. But he's he. I apologize to all Zach Moss truthers. He's not terrible. There's not many Zach Moss truthers. There's not. There's not. <laughs> all two of you, I humbly. There's one guy who's had him since his rookie season. Is like I've been telling y'all this was coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, the winner of the surprise of the year midseason award is. Raheem Mostert, the surprise be. 31-year-old RB2. Like, all of these, I feel, are, are somewhat surprising. But I think all of them, you can, you can look at the player and then tell me there was a world where this happened. Like, Puka is shocking, but a lot of people, I guess not a lot of people, but some people, like, did call it on Puka. Like, I told you he was good. Then with Cup out, it gave him the opportunity to show it. Josh Dobbs, he's got some rushing upsides. I didn't see this happening, but he's got some rushing upside. In garbage time, he can score points. Put up 30 against a terrible Atlanta team, sure. Adam Thielen, like, we didn't think he would be the wide receiver eight, but he is the one on the offense. He's the veteran, the crafty guy, can get open. I know a lot of people hate DeAndre Swift, and everybody knows I'm a massive truther, but like, He's the starting running back. He's an extremely talented starting running back on one of the best offenses in football. Didn't see him being five, but there's a situation where he's very good. Yeah. No one predicted Raheem Mostert. Not a soul. Not a soul. All right. Rookies of the year. <clears throat> Some good ones. Nominees here. for this one. Puka Nakua once again. Uh, we should take a beat here because Puka Nakua, I know he did he does not win. Surprise of the year, but he has been a complete surprise, a revelation. He's the wide receiver five right now. Wild. Came out of the woodwork. Um, C.J. Stroud. We haven't talked about him much on this show, I don't think. We haven't. We have not. And he's a star. He's incredible. I I did not see a world where he was, he was the best rookie out of this class I thought if someone's gonna bust it's gonna be CJ Stroud yeah I think I overestimated or maybe maybe it's I underestimated how good they would be or I don't know the right way to say it I think we just think I think we just slept on Stroud we were like we saw the whatever that Wonderlick or QB test was everybody yeah. Obviously, that's not a major thing, but like everybody's like freaking out, like, oh, he's not that good, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was, everybody thought Young was better than him. Everybody saw Richardson at the combine and is like, oh my gosh, his fantasy upside is unbelievable. And it is. And Stroud just kind of got lost in the mix. Like, in rookie drafts, I wanted JSN over him. Like, I was, if I had the 106, yeah. I was trying to trade up so I could get JSN and not have to take Stroud. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he came into a situation that had better weapons than we thought. Like, yeah. Nico Collins, we didn't think was much. Tank Dell was like, oh, yeah, give me a break. And, and it's the Schultz. Texans. Like, nobody... Yeah, but, like, all of those players... And this is also largely in due... Like, C.J. Stroud has made them really good, too. It's They are symbiotic. But He is making some enough. incredible throws. Yeah, he's he's looked very very good. 
if you had to take quarterbacks to start a franchise with right now, I'm guessing the list looks Landon, something like our buddy Landon Davis actually texted me this the other day. Okay, he's like, I'm I'm just curious where in Dynasty you have quarterbacks, and he's like, I I know the few of them. Obviously, you know Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar. That's around five. Yeah. So who am, I, who am I missing? Trevor Lawrence. Who am I missing? I think he's around Trevor Lawrence right now for me. I I yeah. may give a slight edge to Trevor Lawrence just because of the sample size for C.J. Stroud. But after that, me. man. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I want to say I want to say Anthony. If you're looking at a fantasy perspective, Anthony Richardson is probably in that conversation when he comes back next year. But like. I, I don't want to. If Richardson hadn't gotten hurt, he'd be in this conversation. Yeah. Because he impressed me as a passer, which I did not expect. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to overlook the fact that Swift or uh, Stroud just had 470 yards in five. We're still talking about Swift. I'm talking. I, I hear you. I hear <laughs> I you, big dog. Brain. Got him on the brain. <laughs> uh, other nominee here Sam Laporta. Uh, bonkers. Wow. Bonkers. Wow. Titans. Tight ends don't do this in the rookie year, Ben. Like, not only is he doing it as a rookie, like he he's been so good that he is like people are like, would you prefer him or Mark Andrews? And they're like, ah, sure, give me Laporta, him or T.J. Hawkinson, him. Like, oh my gosh, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. He is currently what we hoped Kyle Pitts would turn into. At least for fantasy purposes. He's been fantastic. It's unreal. The other two guys here are the two running backs, Bijan Robinson, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs. I'll be honest though, these are distant fourth and fifth nominees. Just because they they've been okay. Yeah. They have been great. They've shown flashes. Jameer has been on a on a hot streak of twenty five points each of the past two weeks. Yeah. But yeah, Bijan's been just okay the whole season. But Bijan's been on really, a downward slide. Yeah, he hadn't really, really gotten it done for you. The winner of the Rookie of the Year. Maybe it's surprising. Maybe it's not. But for us, it is Sam Laporta. In fantasy I to football, say I, I do. I, I totally get it. Stroud has been great. Puka Nakua also like getting a wide receiver that. And it's the context with Puka. It's that he was nothing, and he has turned into a very, very good wide receiver. But it's also kind of the context with the Porta of rookie tight ends don't do this. That, this is that's unheard where of. I was going. Rookie tight ends universally suck. I think the the best rookie season was Kyle Pitts, but then it was like Evan Ingram, who just never really. It it, it was not this. And even Kyle Pitts' rookie season, it was a thousand yards, one touchdown. But I think it, it was one touchdown. Sam Laporta is doing it. He's scoring touchdowns. He he's, is. He's doing it at all phases. He's a three-down tight end, who is an excellent pass catcher in a great offense. Yeah, is everything you want. So, because of the nature of the tight end position and the fact that he's doing so well so early, it, it is Sam Laporta for us. I'm okay with it. Uh, of course, because it's our awards. Yeah, y'all don't get to say in this. I'm sorry. 
All right, final category here. It's the disappointment of the oh, year. Oh, good. Ending on a sour note. Yeah. Uh, the nominees. I know he was just the nominee for Rookie of the Year, but it's <laughs> B. John Robinson. We got two Rookie of the Years in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, and it's just because of expectations. Honestly, like Jordan Addison probably should have been a nominee for Rookie of the Year, now that I think about it. But He's been killing it. He has been killing it. But, uh, yeah, B. John Robinson hasn't quite been what you would have expected. Najee Harris. Yikes. <sighs> oh, boy. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> Christian Watson. I kind of forgot he existed. What's he ranked now? I don't even know. He's been so out of sight, out of mind. I truly have absolutely no clue where Christian Watson is in the landscape of wide receivers right now. Christian Watkins. Christian Go through Watson some other names. I'm still receiver. scrolling. I'm still scrolling. I'm, Keep, I found it. Go f- in in PPR. He's the wide receiver, 88. Oh my! <laughs> Mac <laughs> Hollins is ahead of him. <laughs> oh, he did miss uh, three games with injury, and they had the bye week. But in games he's okay, played, but what's in he PPR, done in the games he's played in? Yep, he's averaged 7.7 points in PPR. And people were high on Christian Watson coming into this year. He was a fifth-round pick, and he was creeping up into the fourth, the third round. He was on par. I was with not. Like I will be honest with you. I was not. I, oh, I have okay. not liked Christian Watson his whole his whole career. His measurables were nice, but it, it seemed it was risky. There was definitely a chance that he could go nuclear and be uh, be a stud, but it it went the other way. Other nominees here: DK Metcalf. I don't really know if he's been a massive disappointment. I think he's been slightly worse than I thought he would be. He's not the uh, the top five dynasty wide receiver he was a couple years ago. No. But, like, he hasn't really been bad either. He's just not been great. He's been meh. I think there's more there's more name value with DK than than anything else. I mean, you, you see DK there... And you're like, oh my gosh, DK Metcalf. And then you break it down and realize he's only the wide receiver. Good Lord, where's DK Metcalf? He's where is he? Oh my gosh, he's a wide receiver 42. Oh. And he hasn't okay. been terrible. But he's averaging, no, he... he's gotten 13, 13, 17, 12, 10. 11, 6. Like, he has only, like, one bad game, but no, like, spectacular games. Yeah. What's he at with uh, touchdowns? He's got two. Yeah. JSN has as many touchdowns as he does. Interesting. And JSN is is just now coming into his own, I guess. He's thrown together three decent weeks now. Bizarre. Weird. So, yeah, DK Metcalf. Last last member of the disappointment squad is Jameer Gibbs. Shut your mouth. And it's, it's well, you know, <laughs> many, many a Sunday when the Twitterverse was going, why the crap is Jameer Gibbs not on the field? And it, it is what it is. This is where we are. The... Biggest disappointment in fantasy football this year in a 
massive landslide, not even close. Yeah, of all the names we mentioned here. There was one that was not like the others. It was Najee Harris. He is the biggest disappointment in fantasy wow. football thus far. He was going in the second round, I think. Oh, dear Lord. People were taking him in the second round. Oh, my. Yeah, no, he's he's splitting work with Jalen Warren. He is inefficient. He's in a bad offense, which doesn't help. Um, you know, like Rashad White has been inefficient, but in a pretty decent offense, and he's been just fine. Najee Harris is in a really rough situation, splitting work with a pretty explosive number two. Has not looked great. What do you do with Najee Harris in Dynasty right now? I want to say hold him, but I I don't know if he's going to get this situation going to get better. Do you got to know when to fold him? Know when to walk away when it comes to Najee? I, I, you might have to. Honestly, do you put him out to pasture at 25 years old? Uh, do you see the Viking or not the Viking? Do you see the Steelers getting considerably better in the next two years? Because that's how Absolutely. long they got him on his contract. No, because Kenny Pickett's going to be their quarterback for probably the next two years. And then and he's going to get means... his second contract at 28. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be with the Steelers. I, I don't think they're going to re-sign him. So maybe that is a is a positive for him. But, like, if it's with the Steelers, I don't really see how it gets any better. Yeah, I mean, if you get a if you get a halfway decent offer for Najee, take it. Otherwise, I, I guess just hold him because you're not going to get anything for him. I traded for him in a dynasty league this offseason because I wanted to solidify my right position. That. You People know who you traded him for? It. Traded for him? I do, do I want to know? <laughs> you remember? You don't remember? I don't. Oh, let's let's tell this for the camera. Oh gosh, we get a lot of my L's on here, like Jameer Gibbs and stuff. Let let's get a Josh L on here. You traded. I, oh dear. Let me let me pull up the team. Let me get the squad on here. Hold up. Let me finish. You traded. You received. Najee Harris, Rashad Bateman, and the third, and mm. sent Maurice Hall. Oh dear God! <laughs> You're kidding! Ooh. I am not. All right. Well, on you might have you might have you might have won this league if you'd have just kept Maurice. Massive disappointment. It is time to end. Ladies and gentlemen, poor Josh one out is going to go me. throw up now. I'm going to. Bu- I had Brees Hall in that league you and traded him away. This was like right after they the Dalvin Cook trade. You're like, I need to solidify my running back room. I can't wait on Brees Hall to be good. I need somebody. Najee Harris huh. is. But then that owner went and turned around and traded Brees Hall away too, didn't he? No, he still got him. Okay. Najee Harris is the running back in that setting. Running back 29, Brees Hall. Oh, he's top 15. The running back 22. Oh, he's not. So it's only seven spots. Oh, but there is a 
down the stretch, Gulf. there is going to be a mon- monstrous difference. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Okay, well, alrighty. Alright, I've ridiculed Folks, you enough now. I cannot bear my shame. It is time to end the podcast. We will see you uh, later this week when we're previewing week 10. Well, we, we hope we hope we'll see you because in, in the Granddaddy Dynasty League, you still do have Brees Hall. Yes. And if he has a big second half of this game, I'm in. I, mm. Mm. Well, if, if Brees Hall has a big second half, then Ben just will cease to exist and the podcast will cease to exist. So I hope we hope you see we see you guys later this week. No pressure. There's only some conflicted. Uh, there's conflict over here. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> we will see ya. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.